Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. 
you need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And you know we start out with history. I'll keep it brief today, but I did think it was funny. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You emailed in your questions. You can call in with them as well. 877-377-4373. The first one on the top of my questions y'all have sent in is which ancient medieval torture method was the most creative? And it's funny you should bring that up because we're about to talk about one today. It was part of our story. Totally a coincidence, Chris. How about that? So we will get to that in a moment. Creative, certainly one way to put it. Now, let us talk very briefly, because you have so many questions about Vikings. We haven't done much with Vikings, and specifically we want want to talk about the Varangian Vikings or Varangian Vikings, depending on who you talk to. I have no earthly idea which one is proper. I'm going to call him Varangian for today's purposes. Now, here's who the Vikings were, we think. There's going to be a lot of we think today. Don't get me wrong. We know the Vikings were there. We know they were a warlike people, for sure. We know certain things about their religion, certain things about their society set up. We know how they made war. We all know about their boats. They're famous for their boats. However, turns out some things we thought we knew are actually a bunch of crap. And I am so disappointed. Did you know they don't have horned helmets, Chris? How disappointing is that? That's the whole, that's half the cool thing. The big horns coming out of the helmet. Apparently not true at all. No horn helmets. Mainly an axe wielding people. Not surprising. However, they would have preferred swords, but like many cases back in the day. See, you and I watch movies, Braveheart or something, and we think, oh man, that battle axe is sweet. I think I'd rather have the axe than the sword, right? You've had that thought. You'd never pick an axe over a sword. You make axes and spears instead of swords because they take a lot less metal to do so, and it costs a lot less. In Viking society, where I thought everybody had a sword, you go to hell if you don't die with your sword in your hand and all that. Yeah, they mostly had axes. Only the rich guys had the swords. That's kind of a bummer. We don't know. Nobody knows how they got up to where they got to. You know what I'm talking. Sweden, all that stuff. They're an Indian tribe. 
it occurred to me as I was doing all this reading on it last night and listening to some things, they're simply an Indian tribe. And I've never heard anybody discuss them that way, describe them that way. But it's only because they're white. And no, I'm not telling you, that, oh, you're all a bunch of racists. It's just we don't think about them that way. That's what they are. They're no different than the tribes in North America, the Mayans and Aztecs in Mexico, the various African tribes, the ones throughout the Asian steppe. They are a warlike barbarian tri- or Native American Indian tribe. Definitely a warlike one, not one of the peaceful ones. But that's what they are. We don't know how people got up to where they got to, but we know around 700, that's way oversimplifying it, but around 700, they really came on the scene. And how did they come on the scene? Well, here's what happened. Vikings had kings. They had kings. They had nobles. Then they had a whole bunch of free men. You were free as a Viking and some slaves. Lots, lots of slaves. They were, they were big on the slavery thing, like everybody else was back in the day. And Vikings were always fighting each other, always fighting somebody, and got really, really good at it somewhere along the way. And there is a way of thinking out there that is this. They say it's because of the weather. I was most interested, I'll be honest, when I dug into the Vikings, I was most interested in why they had the reputation they had and why they were such good fighters. And they were, and we'll get to the Varangian guard here in a minute. They were such good fighters. I always want to know why. There is always a reason, right? There's, there's money or it's training, there's experience. And there's a reason um, Spartans were better fighters than anyone else. They were all professional soldiers. That's all they did. All day long, you train, so you're going to end up as a better fighter, period. They were all about exercise. Even the women, the Spartan women were all supposed to be hot because they believed that women had to be in shape to have strong boys. So even the women were physical fitness freaks. Okay, that's, that's understandable. Mongols, how could the Mongols be so good? Well, they had them on horseback at the age of three. You're going to end up being pretty good on a horse. I couldn't get a solid answer on why the Vikings routinely beat the crap out of other people, relatively equal, appeared to be equal, socioeconomically. Vikings roll into an area, they've got 50 dudes, you've got 50 dudes, you're toast. The world starts to recognize, oh my gosh, these guys are really, really good. And I think it was because of the weather. I heard somebody talking about it. They lived in a, an extremely inhospitable climate. That is just tough up there. There's a reason most of the tribal societies, the Indian tribes, if you want to put it really, really simply, are in warmer places. And where do Indians settle for the most part? I know there are exceptions, Eskimos and some Northern American Indians up towards the border and such, but where do Indians settle for the most part? Where do they settle in Africa for the most part? Somewhere warm. Somewhere warm. 
who chooses to settle below zero? Somebody different. And why they did it, I have no idea. But cold weather makes you harder as an individual. It is not debatable. It makes you harder. Why do you think during that Navy SEALs BUDS training, that horrible selection, that that sometimes nobody makes it through, why do you think the main thing they do, well, one of the main things they do, is stuff you in the freezing cold ocean and then have you stand up there soaking wet and freezing where they have to constantly come by and check and see if you have hypothermia yet? You know why they do that? I'll tell you why. Because cold breaks men. And cold makes men. I have been in several situations where it was so cold, it takes away your will. You just want to die. I have seen guys. I saw guys in the school of infantry when we were there. We had freezing rain one night and they left us out in the field. I saw trained Marines who had been through boot camp give up. They just tried to walk off the base. There was no place to go because we were out in the wilderness. They just walked down to the bottom of the hill and found a porter john and piled inside and just lost the will to go on. That's what cold can do to you. And I think it's what did it to the Vikings. Hang on. Stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. I love the American flag. I am not trying to be corny. It matters a lot, and I will be honest with you, I think it matters a lot for the future of a country. A country must be proud of itself in order for it to continue. The second a country decides that it doesn't like itself anymore. That's the beginning of the end. I study enough history to know that. Atlantic Flag and Pole has one mission. They're a small family business packed full of patriots, and their mission is this, to get an American flag in every single yard in America. And they sell these incredible Phoenix telescoping flagpole kits, American-engineered with American aluminum. Go to AtlanticFlagpole.com. That's AtlanticFlagpole.com. Use the discount code JESSE. Get 10% off your flagpole. Vikings are a tough people, and then they emerged like a medieval horde on Europe. Europe, let's talk specifically about England at the time, but this is, this is pretty common throughout Europe. It's important we understand that the church was a big deal. 
such a big deal. Oftentimes, churches were the lone power base of any region. It's where you went to learn how to read if you were lucky enough to have someone teach you how to read. It's where you had to go for food sometimes if it was set up. The money was kept there. The church was the center, oftentimes, of any given area. And, as the Vikings discovered, not protected that well. And the church, it mattered to people more than you and I can wrap our heads around. This was more of an era, especially around these monasteries, where they took things extremely seriously. And the, the priests who worked there, the bishops, all these, these guys were the representatives of God. These were sacred people. Eh, not to the Vikings. The year 793, Vikings launch a raid on a monastery in England that horrifies the English. It's raiding a monastery is not something done by people they're used to fighting at this time. If you're fighting somebody else, they're probably Catholic too. Vikings, not Catholic. Vikings kick in the doors, murder priests, carry some off to slavery, steal all the money. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it. But for the people living in that era, they thought the devil himself had come out of hell. They had no idea who these people were. And the Vikings looked scary. I know you've seen the pictures of every Viking is blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Not necessarily true, but very common. And also, it is what they viewed as how you should look. So they would dye their hair and their beard blonde and their beard blonde. Okay, now it's even freakier when the barbarians, the axe-wielding barbarians who murder priests, come onto your shores and they're all blonde, they all look different. It's scary. That stuff is really scary. But what really made them phenomenal and a force as they began these raids, and they begin raiding everywhere. You see, it starts small, like all things start small. The Vikings venture out, do a little exploring. Then you venture out, because that's what you do, and you do some raiding. Oh, it took a monastery. Nice. You know, that actually wasn't that difficult. We didn't even lose many dudes. You guys want to do that again? Yeah, let's do it again. And that's how it begins. All of a sudden, the Vikings are realizing we're tougher than everybody else around us. There's nothing stopping us from just sailing on down to this village and taking whatever we want. Let's go take all their food and their money. Let's take some slaves, men and women. There's a lot made of Viking raping I don't have a more delicate way to put that. That part, true, but not in any way different for this time and place. 
Not in any way. That's what happened when you sacked a city. How many cities have you heard me talk about sacking? That's what happens. It's awful. They were big on slaves, but again, that's the norm. You took slaves. That is the historical norm. And this movement builds and movement builds in the Vikings. What really made them amazing were those stinking boats. They were outstanding seamen. They knew where they were going. They knew how to navigate, and their boats were strong but flexible and had shallow hulls. And this is really what screwed people up because they hadn't seen boats like this. And it should be noted, the Vikings knew their boats were special. They were extremely protective of their boats, how they were designed, how they made them, extremely protective. But when I say shallow hull, here's what that does. This is the best way I could explain it. You're a village. Your village is called Houston. You're right there on the water. Or a little ways inland. Let's say you're let's say you're five miles inland. There's an ocean and then there's a river leading up to your village. You look out, you have people constantly going to check, and eventually you see a warship of somebody's. Oh crap! Well now that runner who sees the warship has to run back to your village and warn everybody. Well, this is going to give people a day, two. Three days before that ship can unload its men and materials onto a smaller ship that can actually make its way up the river or land those men on the shore who can now march over the land? Well, what difference does a day or two make or a week make when you're preparing to defend something like that? A big difference, right? We're talking time to get your armor. Dig in. Spears, if you can't, if you can't do that, time to grab your people and leave. You have time to evacuate. A Viking ship doesn't give you that time. That is one thing you see specifically from them time and time again. A Viking ship with a hull that shallow can practically sail right up to the beach and land it, and they can jump off and come get you. Or, and this is what really screwed people up back then, or a Viking ship can sail right up the river. Right up the river. What if you're, forget five miles off the ocean, what if you're 25 miles off the ocean, 30 miles off the ocean? You never really see the ocean much. You can't really see anything coming. And your little village is having a nice little farming day with the goats and everything else. And you look up and there's a Viking warship 300 feet away rounding the corner. You're dead. And everything you love is dead. It was the speed that got people. As the old saying goes, speed kills. And you remember how we talked for a long time. And we've talked before. We'll talk about it again during the episodes I've done on the war in the Pacific, how we really kind of, we didn't invent it as you're about to hear, but we really kind of perfected combined arms. The naval guns would bomb a beach and then the airplanes would fly in and bomb a beach. And finally you bring in the Marines to land on the beach to mop up anybody who didn't get killed by the other stuff. It's called combined arms. It's just a way of working all units together. Vikings were fantastic at this, only they used bows and arrows. 
they had these incredible bows. They could shoot 200 yards. And while you're watching the ship come in, maybe you have some slings. Maybe you have some bows out. We're going to get these guys. Let's stop these guys. Nope. They have your head down the whole time until the ship hits the shore. And then they're coming and burying an axe in your head. They were really, really good at it. To their credit, especially in the beginning, for the most, I don't know about to their credit, they didn't stay. They weren't there to conquer. They were there to pillage. Sail on in, pillage, turn around. Eh, For a while. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Vikings are looking around. Vikings are figuring out we're the baddest dudes on the block. So the little raids of a monastery here, a fishing village there starts to get a little more large scale. You see, human nature is what it is, and people will take what they can. When you wake up one day, and you find you're surrounded by people weaker than you are, it would take a strong human being not to take advantage of that. Vikings find themselves knocking on the doors of Paris. France freaks out. France essentially gives them a big northern part of France. Why do you think Normandy's called Normandy? Because that's where the Vikings were. France said, please, you know what? Fight on our side. Don't kill us anymore. Here, just take a big chunk of France. And this is a proud country. How scared do you have to be if you're France and you just give away portions of France? (laughs) That's not good. That's not good. They also did intentional things to inspire terror. And they had offshoot groups, the Vikings did, which gave all the Vikings... 
I don't know if you want to call it a bad name, a cool name. You see, a lot of the Viking reputation for insanity and bloodlust and such came from berserkers, they're called. These guys were sometimes so violent as human beings, they were kicked out of Viking society. Try to imagine how violent you have to be for a Viking to be all, bro, you no, that's too, too far, too far, all right, way too far. They now I I kept reading on this and they kept saying these guys were just insane. They said they were drinking too much. They said they were doing a lot of things. These sound like people who are on drugs to me. I think they found some kind of drug. I'm not making that up. What this is what they would do. And they used them in battle a lot. They would show up to battles, battles with axes and swords and spears and such, completely naked. That alone is insane. As as a dude, imagine just having it out there with swords and spears and everything everywhere. That sounds so inhumanly dangerous. I'm not comfortable when I'm not in an axe battle just walking around worried I'm going to catch it on something. That alone is nuts. They would cover themselves in blood. They would drink blood. If they did happen to wear anything to the battle, it would only be a wolf skin pelt or a bear skin pelt, which is kind of cool, right? It's kind of cool, Chris. They were insane to the level of very difficult for their own commanders to control. They would sit there and go, go nuts. They would eat their wooden shields. I'm not making this up. Eat their wooden shields and... They're so mad with bloodlust, they would attack and kill each other. There's a story about one guy killing six of his own dudes before he finally got turned loose on the enemy. And as a commander, yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice to have some tough guys here, but they would just take off running at the enemy long before the battle was ready to start. And you're all, whoa, whoa, oh, Jesus, somebody go after him, please. Please. They were famous for biting the throats of the enemy to kill them. People were terrified of these things. And because in general you only hit the high points of any historical subject and the propaganda you get even currently is just the high point stuff, that kind of hurt the Viking reputation as far as being a civilized people. Nevertheless, back to the Vikings briefly. The Varangian Guard, this is how they came to be. Remember how I said the Vikings were starting to raid villages, starting to pillage? I should also note, Viking society was not necessarily that uncivilized. They had big council meetings where people would get drunk. They would hand out fines to people. I mean, like a big council meeting... They'd essentially put people on trial, but everyone's around a big banquet table drinking. All right, he's fined one goat. All right, he's this and that. They were a society that treated women very well. Hang on. They treated their own women very well. Slave women, not so much. 
but their own women were allowed to own property. They were allowed to lead. They were, it was just, like I said, remember when we talked about, I think it was yesterday, don't ever believe this. Oh, women have been oppressed throughout history nonsense. That's a bunch of garbage. Just totally differs from society to society. Bunch of garbage. You'd be just fine if you were a Viking woman back in the day. Totally fine. You wouldn't have all the curling iron stuff. You wouldn't be able to get your nails done. You'd be totally fine. They were a clean people. They bathed regularly. I thought that was kind of disappointing, Chris, to be honest. I thought they were going to be just a bunch of savages. But they bathed a lot, I guess. Anyway, they go and invade Kiev. They take over this area. Now let's go to the Byzantine Empire, the mega empire. I want to call it post-Roman Empire, but then I'm going to have somebody email me and lose his mind because in reality, remember, the Byzantine Empire is not the post-Roman Empire. It's the continuation of the Eastern Roman Empire that kept marching after Western Rome fell. In fact, Byzantines themselves called themselves Romans. But we're going to call it Byzantine for the time being, and here's what happened. A man named Basil II. He was going to be the king. To be more specific, he already was the king, only he was a child. Now, as often happens throughout history, when you have a king, he's the heir, Dad dies a little early, so the king's not ready yet. You're going to have regents. You're going to have people who rule in his place until he's of age. As you can imagine, this gets a little dicey several times throughout history. There are a million stories about great regents. They rule as best they can while also educating the king on how to rule. And then when the king's of age, they hand it over and ride off into the sunset. However, human nature is what it is. It's not easy to relinquish power. Look at all these old politicians. Look at Joe Biden. Look at Nancy Pelosi. Politics aside. What are you doing? You're 80 years old. People, I love what I do. I can't believe they pay me to talk on the radio for three hours a day and then talk on TV for an hour a day. I love what I do. I plan on doing it for a long time. You have my word. When I'm 80 years old, you are never going to see me. Ever. Not ever. You're never going to see me. You're not going to hear from me. I'll be in a hunting cabin in Alaska. I'll be on a beach somewhere in Florida. I'll be at Red Lobster. But one place I will not be is in the public eye. So, back to Basil II. He has some generals. Generals, obviously, in command of troops who are guarding things for him as he comes on up through the ranks. It's time for him to take over. The generals say, nah, I don't think you will. And if you're Basil, you say, no, I will. And if you're the general, you look behind you at all the troops and you say, no, I don't think you will. Basil had a solution.
I'm hearing from many of you that you're thrilled you got home title lock, that it gives you a more, a better sense of security. And you should be thrilled because this is one of those things, this, this home title theft trend that's happening right now, this is not something where there's a second solution to this problem. The FBI doesn't know how to deal with this yet. These cyber criminals are very, very good at getting information they're not supposed to get. It is, I can't stress this enough, easy for them to get a hold of your home title. If they do, all it's going to take is them coming across your home title. And unless you have home title locked, they're going to take it, they're going to forge your signature on it, take a loan out against it, and you have to pay it back. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address. Use the code JESSE while you're there. Get 30 free days of protection. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. Well, you're Basil II. You have an issue. You are the rightful king. The generals with the armies don't think you're the rightful king. What are you supposed to do? Well, you can either give up and go away, or you can find an army. Well, who in the world is going to be tough enough to take on a Byzantine army. Byzantine is the the Byzantium's tough. Well, what are they supposed to do? And Basil II says, you know, I think I know some people. Basil II goes knocking on that Kiev area's door. These are considered to be very much so at this time barbarians. It's not as if he was going to It's not as if he was going to the city next door, the settled society next door. It would have been looked at like riding into prison. That's what it would have been looked at. And he goes and does something radical. He tells these Vikings in the Kiev area, he says, I want help. I think we should join together. Here's my sister in marriage. We've talked about this a million times. Marriage, be glad it's not now what it always was, a political tool. Now, the Vikings agree. The Viking king actually agrees to convert to Christianity so this can have some view of propriety. Vikings were often being converted, I should note. You know about the Viking religion because you've seen enough comic book movies with Odin and Thor and such, and they were serious about that, but they seem to be extremely convertible. There's a lot of tales of Viking conversion and just them assimilating into a Christian Europe society. Anyway, back to Basil II before we wrap up the story because Chris was making fun of me. As I said, it was going to be fast today, and it ended up taking a little bit longer a little bit longer than I had intended. He takes his six 
thousand-man Viking army and beats the living crap out of these generals who were a little bit rattled that, oh my gosh, who are these guys? And Basil II then begins to incorporate these guys into the Byzantine army, the Byzantine army, because, yeah, why not? The Vikings want the money. The Byzantines want good fighters. But there's an issue with the Byzantine Empire, as there is any major empire. I mean, shoot, as with ours. The political backbiting and backstabbing and things made things real, real dangerous to be to be royalty back then. And there were so many divisions. This family hated that family. These people thought they had a claim to the throne, and that person had, and it got dangerous. How many Roman emperors have I talked to you about? Didn't live to an old age. Dangerous profession. They decided they were going to have a Varangian guard of Vikings. Essentially, you need to think of them as secret service agents before there were so. He took not just any Vikings. He took the best Viking fighters he can find and set them up around him as this personal bodyguard. And they existed in that role for a long, long time. Pretty freaking cool, right? And I think it's pretty freaking cool when people sit down and have honest negotiations. Not always pleasant negotiations, but honest negotiations. I love it. This is who I am. This is who you are. This is what I want. This is what you want. Let's work something out. I I know it's a dorky thing. I would love to have been there for that first meeting between Basil II and the barbarian Vikings when Basil was sitting there telling them, all right, I'm the king. I'm the rightful king. I should rule. I need some people who are really good at stabbing and slashing other people to death. That would be you. Why don't you come and stab and slash people to death for me? I'll pay you money to do it. Let's be honest. That's what you're good at. It all rule. And the Vikings looking around saying, you know, that is what we're good at. I, I, you know what? I'm game. I like that. I like honesty. A lot of what we're seeing out there right now politically is making people very, very uncomfortable. You're hearing it more and more. You're hearing it a lot from, shoot, you're hearing it from the presidential candidate himself. This violence, this violence isn't going to stop if Trump's reelected. Almost like this weird veiled threat. What, what is that supposed to mean, the violence? You're telling me you guys are going to, are you threatening us? It doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. I'll tell you why. Wake up and text 
Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm not uncomfortable when I get these threats from the leftists. The violence is going to continue if Trump's reelected. Oh, you're Nazis. But I, I'm not uncomfortable with that. I'm glad we're all being honest here. I think it's getting us one step closer to what I've always wanted. Let's have an honest negotiation. Let's have an honest conversation about what we think about each other. I'm not bothered by it at all. You hate me. That's fine. I don't care for you. Why don't we just agree to disagree? Why don't we just agree this marriage isn't working? We're going our separate ways. All right, I'm going to get to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions right now. Jesse Kelly show. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 